0: You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode.
1: Welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and Happy New Year! When this comes out, it is December 30th, so we are almost to a fresh new year, and I'm very excited um, for just all that I feel like God has in store for the podcast and for you, our listeners out there, and I don't know, I feel hopeful and excited for what's in store next. Um, So this episode is a little different. I don't have a guest. I have a a partner in crime today, um, but I will not be interviewing her. Uh, Today on the show, I have my best friend Bonnie, and she is on the board of Collected Ministries, one of our new board members. And I'm so excited to welcome her to the show, and she will be facilitating um, some questions for me, actually, as I kind of share what God has done with the podcast over the past year and look into where we're headed in 2022. So, Bonnie, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. It is such a treat to be here. It's been um, a longtime listener, first-time talker, so very excited.
1: And we will get you on sometime, hopefully, in the near future um, for you to share your story and to have you be interviewed, um, but in this one you will be kind of taking over the reins. Yeah, today so, it is all
2: about you, Jess. I'm oh, very excited you. to facilitate. That.
1: I'm a little nervous being on this side of <laughs> of things, but I feel like God's given me some good stuff to share. So exactly. we'll see. We'll see what comes out.
2: Exactly. Very excited. Um, so yeah, I just want to. I want to hear. Everything that is on your heart, and we're going to break it down into a couple different topics, but um, want to hear your year. It's, we're, we're now at the end of the year, believe it or not. It's absolutely shocking because um, it has all Glommed into one big ball of time. And so I think it's really important to mark the end of these seasons um, mm-hmm. as years begin and years end, because we really are able to look back and reflect on what God has done in that specific time. So I think it's very important to mark these, mark these seasons. So as we come to the end of 2021, tell me some of your reflections. Tell me some of the things you've been learning.
1: Yeah. So this year, about halfway through the year, we did the full rebrand of the ministry, and we got a new tagline for the podcast. So collected podcasts reminding or collecting stories that remind us of who God is and who we are in Him. Mm -hmm. So I took some time in the month of December to go back through every episode from 2021 Mm -hmm. and all the show notes and dig through all of the things that our guests shared Of that they love about God and all of the character traits that they brought up about who he is and the things they're learning about him. And it was so rich just to get Uh this like list of all these characteristics of who God is. Uh And so I'm going to read them. Uh Um, I've made the full list. There are a lot of repeats and I wanted to say the repeats more. I wanted to repeat them um, because I think that makes it stand out even more just to get that repetition and that reminder of who God is. I so these that. are from the words of our guests in 2021 of who God is. Okay. Here we go. God is sustainer, he is sufficient, giver of grace. God is good, God is love. God is good all the time. He is strength, God is working all things out, he is provider. He is kind. God is healer. He is all knowing. He is truth. He is near and personal. God is funny. God is the creator. God is living and active. He is giver of freedom. He is good. He is kind. He is infinite. He is our father. He is transcendent beyond our imaginations. He is infinite and patient. God is tender. God is extravagant with grace. He is security. He is steadfast love. God is rest and freedom. God is good. God is trustworthy. He is hope. He is victory. He is always with us. God is sovereign. He is redeemer, restorer, strong. He is the light. God is gentle. He is good. He is love. He is sovereign, faithful, provider, compassionate, love, redeemer, tender, and God is present. Mm-hmm. So those were all the things. What a gift. Yeah. And just to like let that wash over you, mm-hmm. and to really believe those things about who God is, it will change you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it will change your view of yourself. Mm-hmm. As you recognize that, like who he is, and then who he's created you to be, and who you are in him. Um, so, in season three, episode 26, a few weeks back, my dear friend Katie Newberg said, Every character trait is in line with all of the other character traits. He is not powerful without also being good. He is not just without also being merciful. He cannot contradict himself. Any trait that is currently confusing to us. We can still trust because it is in line with everything else we already know. Mm, I love that. I, and I felt like that just mm. summed up everything so well. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like an, um, a list like that is also such an opportunity to listen. I I could listen to that list over and over. And what are the words that pop out? And what is God using in those words to speak to you. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that there are so many, is it, is it a word that gives you comfort and hope and resonates with you? Is it a word that, um, is something he's calling out in you where, um, you maybe are having a need, um, and just allow him to, you know, m- like meditate on that word that he is allowing, you know, that is stirring something in your heart because that is just opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like when we hear those words um that spark something in our heart, that's just God's opportunity. That's just him offering his hand in that in that space and just allowing yourself to think about that and use those words. I think that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple that that I just loved. Um, and one in particular that just made me laugh was um that when you said God is funny, because um, I have a recurring memory of being in Sunday school and I, and frequently asking like at, at different times, like, is God funny? And I just was really, I, it was like as a young child, I just needed to know that because I think I felt like, I don't know if I can trust someone if they don't have humor or, you know, it yeah. was like there were those characteristics of God or even Um, just that extravagance and that steadfast. I love that. That was just beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. It
1: reaches out to your seven heart, Enneagram seven. Um, Yeah, so one of them that was not on the list in exactly the same wording. It was touched on Mm -hmm. with like the... The infinite nature of God, His sovereign nature, but there's mm-hmm. one in the Bible that I've been digging into lately, and like you were saying, it just is hitting me
0: mm-hmm.
1: where I'm at. And um, when I first started reading it, and like about where it shows up in the Bible, mm-hmm. it just moved me to tears because I felt like, mm-hmm. oh God, this is this is the side of you I need right now. Like, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: oh, so. <laughs> What it is, is El Alam. I think I'm saying it right. El and then Olam, O-L-A-M. Uh-huh. And this is the trait that means God of eternity. Uh-huh. It's used to describe his everlasting nature. Um, in a, the, a book I was reading that dives into it by Herbert Lockyer, um, describes this name as being a term describing what extends beyond our furthest vision, whether we look backward or forward till it is lost to sight. So it's just this like idea that he expands in both directions, everlasting. Um, we see this all throughout the Bible, um, the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Our Redeemer from everlasting is thy name. Those are both in Isaiah. Jehovah is an everlasting King in Jeremiah. In Psalm, it says, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And, um, so it's all throughout a lot in the Psalms. But what really has stood out to me is the first time it's mentioned in Genesis. Um, and it's the story of Abraham.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in Genesis 21, 33, it says, Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And the original, you know, language of that is El Olam, mm-hmm. the eternal God. And I mean, that sentence is kind of one of those things that you could just kind of read through it and kind of maybe a throwaway sentence. Mm -hmm. But what I uncovered in this, it blew my mind. And so (laughs) we're going to get into it today. And just stick with me. We're going to do some history here. And I promise the payout is really good. At least it was for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been this past year in a season of a lot of unknowns, and a lot of like uprooting from the things mm-hmm. that I found security in, and then just a lack of control of being able to like fix my situation on mm-hmm. my own. Um, so we're gonna circle back to all of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, at the passage in Genesis that I just read, when that was written, by that time Abraham had been traveling for years, he had been mm-hmm. living this like unsettled, nomadic existence. And it's all documented in Genesis 11 through 22. So like a big chunk of chapters. And through those chapters, Abraham has moved from Ur to Haran, Haran to Shechem, which is in Canaan, um, from Shechem to Bethel, Bethel to Egypt, because there was a famine, Egypt back to Bethel, Bethel to Hebron, Hebron to Gerar, yeah, mm-hmm. don't know if I'm saying that one right, and then back to Beersheba, or now he's in Beersheba where this sentence happens so these cities span hundreds of miles and represent years of change and this Mm -hmm. idea of like living in the middle and living in the unknown Mm -hmm. and when I like mapped them out and kind of realized this journey he took it just blew my mind that I mean he stepped out in faith and literally just Mm -hmm. lived in a tent (laughs) Like, mm-hmm. in all these chapters, it says, and he pitched his tent. <laughs> like, well, that doesn't seem very secure or permanent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so when we get to Genesis 20, um, where Abraham is in Gerar, um, Abimelech is the king there. And some things happen, and Abraham doesn't feel very welcome. There's some conflict. There ends up being a peace treaty. It all works out fine. But in this kind of time where Abraham feels like he's going to have to leave again, it says God had made Abraham wander um, from his father's household. And that word wander is the same word like that's used for a sheep going astray and losing its way. Uh So it's like Abraham was following the Lord on this journey, God told Abraham to leave that he had this covenant where God promised that he would make Abraham into a great nation and yet the like path of carrying out the covenant wasn't easy it wasn't mm-hmm. clear and so like even though the Lord had his hand on every step of Abraham's journey Abraham is in the midst of struggling with feeling unanchored and rootless. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is something a lot of us can identify with just in everything that's happened in our world.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: Yes. So whatever your unanchoring has been, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I think we can, we can, like, feel that.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: reaching Beersheba, where he's at now, was supposed to be the climax of this pilgrimage, like the fulfillment of this promise.
0: Mm-hmm. And yet,
1: now the king is trying to drive him out. So, it's in this mm-hmm. state of like weary hopelessness, is just how mm-hmm. I picture Abraham. And it's in that place that God reveals this mm-hmm. name for the first time to mm-hmm. anyone in humanity mm-hmm. and this new aspect of his character. So when Abraham is overwhelmed by the world's insecurity, Uh God revealed that he is divinely sufficient. He is the God of eternity. He has no beginning, and he will never cease to be. So in the middle of Abraham's uncertainty, he came face to face with the everlasting God who was his true home. And I just loved that. This like Uh everlasting seems so big. But when I got down to it, the heart of it is that because he is so everlasting, he can be our home. Mm-hmm. And there's like, it, it's all security because mm-hmm. everything else in this world is fleeting or could fade or could be lost. Mm-hmm. Yet he is the one thing that is the true home that can never fade or disappoint mm-hmm. or die. I mean... Mm-hmm. I I don't know, that just, that idea of home Mm -hmm. is something I long for.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like in a very literal sense of like being back in my home, being back in my condo, but then in the more eternal sense of Mm -hmm. like the kingdom of God and how broken things feel in this earth. And I don't know, but... Mm I. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's
2: so difficult when you get to that place that for all intents and purposes was supposed to be, like you said, the crescendo of this promise, the fulfillment. And to get to that place and to have that feeling of um, this is not where I was supposed to be right now. Yeah. Or this is not what I was Promise. This is not what I was supposed to be given. This is not what it was supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of the shedding of um, the expectation and the stepping into the invitation that God has in those moments. And i also think of the verse of like, you know, that I've learned to be content. It doesn't say like, I like forced myself to be content or I was born content or, you know, it is like, I have learned to be content and it's like, it's through learning. Mm-hmm. And I think that learning comes from experience and then trusting God in those experiences to like yeah. learn that it isn't, um, it's definitely not easy yeah. in those moments.
1: It, absolutely. So, and like for Lots Abraham, of learning taking
2: place for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, lots of learning. <laughs> and for Abraham too, like we see the full story of the Israelites. We can study that history. we have it mm-hmm. all documented. All he knew was he had his one son. He didn't see the Israelite mm-hmm. nation. like I think there are a lot of promises or desires that we have that that we will see like a fraction of the fulfillment
0: mm-hmm.
1: And you know it's sometimes life just feels like one season of waiting. Mm-hmm. After the after the other. Mm-hmm. But then what I love about this like character trait of God being everlasting is that even if I'm in a season of waiting, I'm waiting on the everlasting God
0: mm-hmm.
1: who like can provide then everlasting strength and vitality to face the continually changing world. So mm-hmm. like since he's the same yesterday and today and tomorrow and he is our true home, it's like even <laughs> Even the waiting, it's already accomplished. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it does. <laughs> um,
2: absolutely. Well, and I feel like um what God is teaching you slash all of us in those moments, in that waiting, I feel like is partly what reveals those different seasons mm-hmm. where um what we are able to learn in the waiting. And then when we step into those next seasons, the way that we um, encounter that is so different yeah. without the waiting. It's, um, and and it's not just the delay of something good. It's, it's, um, you know, what is the opportunity in this moment? What is God trying to reveal to me in this moment? And, um, I think the, the more I am able to listen, um, it is, it's not that God's not speaking. It's that he's constantly speaking. And Mm -hmm. it's like, if I will just listen, if I will just quiet my mind and my heart and, um, you know, allow myself to hear, then there is so much that is going on, um, He's always near. It's just that opportunity for us to see it and feel it. Yeah. And it's in those seasons that I think we can see it and feel it a little bit more.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes we have to continue to act and like step out in faith, even when we don't see the full fulfillment of like something Mm -hmm. we feel like. God has promised or God has shown Mm -hmm. us. And that's what Abraham's doing here, too. Like, in the beginning of that verse I read, it said, Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that's when God revealed that name. Mm -hmm. And that tamarisk tree, when I read the verse, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I've heard something about this before. This was like Mm -hmm. in a book or a sermon. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up, and to a Bedouin um, or Someone of Jewish descent in the Middle East, there's a saying that says you don't plant a tamarisk tree for yourself; you plant it for generations mm. to come. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I didn't. I don't know about much about Middle East horticulture. Is that mm-hmm. growing trees, plants? Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is. But it's a very slow-growing tree, and it can take up to four hundred years to grow to full height. Mm. So even in planting that kind of tree, it's still a symbol of like acknowledging you're willing to wait. But mm-hmm. knowing that God will be faithful, that like mm-hmm. there will be future generations mm-hmm. who will sit under the shade of this tree, mm. even if I don't get to see it, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Absolutely. that legacy. Mm-hmm. And the the symbolism of
2: putting down roots, yeah, um, is so beautiful. Also, of um, something permanent. You know mm-hmm. that um, in in a life that he's lived of being nomadic, to put something in, to put down roots, and I know that that can feel so vulnerable, yes. and that can feel. Um, I think it's really easy to just hold back, whether it be emotionally or you know I'm gonna wait to be excited for this, and it's what um, Brene Brown calls foreboding joy. Um, Is it's like if I just hold back, but really that that holding back of ourselves. Um, in those moments is also what holds us back from experiencing the joy and the the fullness of the yeah. experience. And so sometimes I think I can live in that place of like, well, if this isn't my, if this isn't my forever home, I'll wait to do this. Or if this isn't, you know, or it's like, if this isn't the job i'm going to wait to do this if this isn't the moment we'll wait mm-hmm. you know but then what i think we can end up doing is holding back part of ourselves and holding god kind of at an arm's length yeah because we're not allowing it to penetrate all of the areas of our lives yes. and so it's that little bit of um resistance in that moment as opposed to kind of a full acceptance and like within you know the balance of the sorrow is also the joy and vice versa so you know, being able to hold both of those things at the same moment, it's hard. It's, it's not hard. easy. <laughs> and as you were saying, as a seven, I'm very, very content to hold all of the negativity at bay. Mm-hmm. But what that ultimately does is hold a lot of the, the joy at bay as well. Yeah. And so even though that's, that seems counterintuitive, by, by not allowing God to work into all of those areas of our lives, we hold all of it a little little at an arm's length, and he's asking us, you know, he's trying to draw near, and he wants us to to do the same.
1: Yeah, and, you know, when we open ourselves up to that, my word of the year a few years back was rooted, mm. and it was when I first discovered the Enneagrams. This must have mm-hmm. been, like, 2017, and a big part of that was, like, remaining rooted in who I'm created to be, and, like, not being afraid to be that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. That's yeah. hard for a two sometimes. You're always trying to be what other people need, mm-hmm. or what you think they need in your own pride. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then you miss out on a lot of, a lot of joy and a lot of things that, you know, God might be trying to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So for you, Jess, how has this word, um, and this moment, um, how is God using that?
1: Ah, uh, um, well. Looking forward. So, I've been so you know there. I was digging into this idea of the everlasting mm-hmm. God, you know, God being the everlasting Father, and then alongside of that, I've been doing a study um, with the with some women at my church on Elijah. So mm-hmm. we've got some Abraham going on, some Elijah going mm-hmm. on, um, and it was a Priscilla Schreier study. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's like a six week study. So anybody out there who's looking for a new study to kick off 2022, this is fantastic. Um, and in there, she talks a lot about, and especially in week five, about fire. Because, you know, the pinnacle of Elijah's story of his faith is when God sends fire from heaven mm-hmm. and it just burns up the altar and the prophets of Baal see who the true God is. Mm-hmm. And so that that idea of fire, kind of coupled with what God has been revealing to me about his everlasting nature and being at home in him, and that like his kingdom is so much bigger than what we're experiencing just in this moment in this fleeting experience of earth.
0: Mm-hmm. So like
1: coupling those two things together, I feel like my word and direction for 2022 is fire. Now, hopefully, uh, Lord willing, not in the sense of uh, disaster. You've already had floods. have so already had floods. Next is fire. Oh, so now we're moving on to fire. Um, no, yeah, and not to joke about that. But um, fire in the sense of like where we see fire show up in the Bible. And this, oh, again, Priscilla Schreier, she lays it out week five fantastic but um, there are some very significant significant appearances of fire throughout the Bible uh-huh. the story of Elijah that I just mentioned. but in Exodus 3 Moses, you know God speaks through the burning bush to Moses uh-huh. and um, the bush doesn't burn and God uh-huh. speaks. later in Exodus uh, 13, the Israelites are led by a pillar of fire allowing the Israelites to travel through the night. So like God shows up as the pillar of fire to give direction and leading. In Leviticus 9, the presence of the Lord came in fire and consumed the offering. So again, we see like the power and all-consuming nature of God. In 2 Chronicles 7, with the story of Solomon, he's dedicating the temple, and fire from heaven consumed the offering, and the glory of God fills the temple and um, then First Kings 18 is where we have the story of Elijah. Um, I mean, there's so many other examples of fire. You know, I think of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego, uh-huh. that's a tricky one. Um, uh-huh. But they are spared from the fire. And uh-huh. they come out and they don't smell like smoke. Like, uh-huh. just so cool. So uh-huh. throughout the Bible... Fire is used to show God's redirection, God's leading, God's voice, His consuming power, and His glory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And those are just some things that I desire for my own life, but also just for the direction of this podcast. Um, in her study, Priscilla says, God's fire draws glorious attention to Him and Him alone. Mm-hmm. And that is just the Deep desire for my life and for this show, that all of it would be like a fire that draws glorious attention to the Lord, the everlasting one who was and is and is to come and always will be. And like just this idea that it's it's just for him. Um, so that is the word for the show I love for 2022 it. and I think I have some guests lined up who I think will just bring the fire. <laughs> I love um, it. So I'm very, very excited. I don't know. You know, you kind of get this impression of maybe a word or a theme for a year. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like every year, God just does something completely different than I mm-hmm. expected mm-hmm. with it. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, what happens over absolutely. the course of the year.
2: Well, and I'm also thinking of, um, I had a, uh, I felt like God gave me a word last year. I haven't, had a I usually have a sit, you know, a long yeah. sit in the season, you know, and um see what I hear. but um that even that list that you read at the beginning, I think is a great opportunity to, as you're ending this year and then moving on to your next year if you're if you haven't thought or of a word or haven't felt like a word has become clear, I feel like even that is a great opportunity to start to listen and mm-hmm. and see what jumps out at you and yeah. see what God reveals to you through. Through that list.
1: Because oh, what if, I think this is for somebody out there, somebody, your word of the year is supposed to be a, one of the names of God. And that mm-hmm. is just the name that he is going to reveal himself to you all year. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see him show up for you in new ways in relation to like that part of his character.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I love so. that. Absolutely. Um, so tell me about. Tell me a little bit more about the podcast and the vision of the Word Fire and the vision of the podcast as we transition into this next season.
1: Yes. So I have kind of a, I guess, a challenge for the listeners as well. Um, I mean, obviously, keep digging into who God is and like get into the Word, Um, but I've been Also, thinking a lot about prayer. Uh Uh, We finished a great sermon series at my church on prayer, and um, we had my pastor, Jonathan Scott, on a few weeks back as well, and he was just fantastic. So, he was teaching about um, this idea about, you know, because of who God is, in light of like everything we've said in this episode about who God is, in light of everything you've learned, like, then how should we be approaching God? Um, when we come to Him in prayer, we must first remember His character and, like, mm-hmm. recognize who He is. Because prayer then, like, in a sense, is more about us surrendering mm-hmm. to who He is. And, you know, it's not about, like, getting God on my page or telling Him, you know, what's up in my life. But it's about, you know, He, he wants to hear what's going on in our lives. But it's more about getting myself on God's page,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rather than like trying to get him on mine. Absolutely. And so Jonathan Scott said, God always does what I would do if I knew what he knows and if I love myself as much as he loves me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God, or also, God doesn't just say, I have what you need. He says, I am what you need. So, like, when we approach him believing that he is love and sovereign uh-huh. and infinite and gentle and tender and just and you know like all these things we've been talking about today when when we approach him in that way and we recognize his overwhelming love for us it just shifts something uh-huh. in my brain
0: uh-huh. and
1: all of a sudden the things that seemed so colossal or so earth-shattering or so pressing to me don't hold power anymore it's like i'm I'm approaching the throne of the almighty God who wants to listen to me and that alone
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's
1: like you know what then he'll take care of everything else when I approach him I just want to spend time with him mm-hmm. you know like he knows what I need and of course mm-hmm. he wants to hear me ask for it but I, th- I he just mm-hmm. wants us to like desire to spend time with him too absolutely
2: I think. absolutely Um, And I, I feel, um, again, the more I find myself, if that my prayer, if, if there's more listening than talking on my end, um, that more and more my prayer is just sitting in his presence mm -hmm. and listening and, or, um, allowing that space and silence to listen and just be in his presence. And it's yeah. less about me talking. I think um, he knows everything that is in our hearts and he knows everything that is in our words. And I think that he gives us by giving him the opportunity. I think earlier this year, I felt like, um, you know, I I was craving that same desire to, you know, I want, I want to hear God or I want to know God more and I'm I'm not hearing you in this space. And I just I I just heard him say, When would I talk to you? Or mm-hmm. or how would you hear me? You know, and it was that moment of like, I I wasn't giving any space for him. And it was like, I've got two minutes. I'm gonna throw up a prayer. I want to hear from you, you know, and yeah. it was like, that's not how it works. And it's like we, you know, to to sit in his presence and um, give that space and so i mean my word for 2021 was invitation and mm-hmm. i i feel like i've even said it a couple of times but i feel like it was just god's constant invitation to me and it was just the opportunity of if i was going to say yes to different yeah. you know to the invitation because the invitation is constantly there and the hand is constantly extended and it's just a matter of if we're willing to to take it and give it the space. And um, so I think that that is a great opportunity um, to—I loved that, just the aligning of of those hearts and visions and allowing us to sit in His love for us Mm -hmm. is incredibly transformative.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in Matthew 6, when Jesus, like, teaches the people how to pray— uh-huh. He begins with your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh-huh. And so, like when we're thinking about the character of God and what his kingdom is, this like everlasting kingdom that shows his character, then I feel like the the prayer every day, and this is where the challenge is, this is what I want to challenge our listeners for 2022, and I'm gonna do this too to start each day with the prayer of, Lord, where is your kingdom coming today? And how can I be a part of it? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, get ourselves on His kingdom mission.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: think that'll shift the whole perspective and like the little frustrations and the petty things won't affect us anymore or as much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the big things You know, we'll have the like strength and grace to navigate them in a way that honors the Lord and like brings his glory and light into the darkness. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm writing it out on my mirror. Mm -hmm. Lord, where is your kingdom coming today? And how can I be a part of it? That is my prayer for the show it kind of aligns Mm -hmm. with the whole like Mm -hmm. fire word. I think Mm -hmm. in my mind, this is all connected. Hopefully it's coming out
2: (laughs) in a connected way. What I love about that as well, Jess, is it's, um, it's fluid. It's, um, it allows for opportunity to move and shift and um, to recommit ourselves to what God is calling us to do every day mm-hmm. and but also allowing allowing space for for movement and change and opportunity. Yeah. It's not one thing far in the future that we are plowing ahead towards and forgetting everything along the way. Yeah. it's you know it's an opportunity for us to every day, Open our eyes again to His opportunity and His invitation, yeah. and so um, I think that that is what's so beautiful about the kingdom of God is the the movement and the shifting, and that there's so much opportunity, and it's not um, always the long term opportunity. It's every day. Yeah. So.
1: Amen. Love it. So that is what I had for us today. I love it. What a
2: gift. Um, there is so much goodness. Um, like I said, in that list of his character and what he's bringing Mm -hmm. forth, um, the words that he has given you for the podcast and for, um, the upcoming year and for that challenge of the prayer for our listeners. I think that there's so much opportunity and I'm so excited to see where this new year is going to take the podcast.
1: Oh, I I am so excited, too. And that whole list is posted on the show notes for today. Oh, perfect. So if anybody wants to go back and just read through that or print it off and add on your own to it, um, because there are so many more characteristics of God that we haven't even gotten to yet, and I'm excited to get into that more in 2022 as well, because that will still remain the focus you know, reminding ourselves of who God is and who we are in Him. Like, we will never stray from that uh, moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, but CollectedMinistries.org slash podcast has all the show notes and that whole list and um, all the verse references I gave today, all the quotes from different past guests and authors, and I've kind of thrown a lot out there today. It is all detailed word for word in the show notes um, so that you can have easy access to anything you heard today
2: oh fantastic as always you are a gift thank you for sharing your heart and thank you for continuing to lead this podcast and i know i am personally blessed because of it and i'm so thankful to be a part of it
1: i'm so happy to have you on board and everybody i we hope you have a happy new year and a wonderful 2022. We will be back in two weeks. Um, so please stay safe and um, you know, email us anytime. We're here to pray for you and encourage you as you enter into this new year. We love you so much. See you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. You can also find Jess at JessBiondo. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit CollectedMinistries.org donate. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.